Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Simon. How's it going, Sam? Let me just turn off this music. It's it's going reasonably well. And what was that piece of music you were playing when uh, when I called in? Uh, that was called Funky Groove Upbeat Royalty Free Background Music by WaveBeatsMusic.com. Oh, I love that. I remember there was a time when you could go on the beaches in Italy and Spain and that was all you could hear was that song. Yeah, the 80s Italo disco kind of oh, royalty free movement. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it was just like, you know, how many Club 18 to 30 holidays have like... Uh, you know, unfolded with that as their as the as the background music. I mean, it was just basically their theme tune. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, you go on a club eighteen to thirty holiday. You know, you go to Falaraki or whatever, and um, that would be playing, wouldn't it, on the bus from oh. the airport? You know, the on the way to the apartment. I could tell you some stories, eh? Go on then. Nah, I'm all right. Okay. Um, <laughs> what's the theme? The theme this week is money, isn't it? It is. It says about money at the top of the podcast there. Oh, um, right, yeah. And as as I was spending some money about half an hour ago, oh yeah, um, I I I had I had a a young man um, hurl oh, yeah. some abuse at me actually. Um, really? Yeah, this isn't a joke. It. it <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I was uh, queuing up at the self service, and he was literally like breathing on my neck. He was that close to me. Oh God. Um, and for those listening in the future, if there indeed is a future, yeah. uh, we, we're having to keep two metres apart because of the Poke Polar virus. That's it, yeah. Uh, so I turned around and I, I asked him if he understood um, how far two metres actually is. And he mm. said, yes. I said, well, can you move back then? And then he mm. started making noises at me. He, he was sort of going, oh, two metres. He sort of said that to me. Mm. And, uh, and then he said, are you dumb, bruv? Um, and and I I just I just walked over to the checkout because by this point it was it was free and he yeah he uh, he kept saying stuff like look at you look at you and stuff like that so that that was a nice sort of like background track if you will to my um, self service mm. um, experience. Do you think he was asymptomatic? Um, or do you, do I don't you know think... what was wrong with him. No, I mean you see the thing is is that. Sometimes you know they they talk about the uh, symptoms, don't they, of um, of uh, coronavirus as being like you know the loss of taste, the the, the red toes, yeah, and and being a cunt as well. And I, I wonder whether he he maybe was unaware of the fact that he had one or at least one of those, those symptoms. Yeah. yeah, I think he probably did, didn't he? Yeah, I mean I, I've been on the NHS website and looked it up, and um, that does yeah. seem to me to be you know one of those. Um, one of those symptoms yeah well he was he was wearing um he was wearing some slider shoes and one of those bum bags over your shoulder so he'd clearly lost all taste i think he's probably in the third category really wasn't he of the, yeah. Of the symptoms. <laughs> yeah i definitely think so um and just How's your case, week be? oh sorry well, yeah i was, was going to ask about if, your week. If, if, if i was gonna say well yeah i'll tell you in a minute but if any of our listeners <laughs> were offended by that word um wait till the end of this podcast oh god or if you're a particular fan of that word, because we, we have an interview um, which has been recorded between two gold prospectors, lorry driver gold prospectors in uh, Australia. Uh, yeah. And uh, and, and the whole thing is, is is on CB radio. And I'm afraid those those guys, those larrikins, I'm afraid their language is uh, is pretty out there, isn't it? Quite so, ripe. Yeah, it's quite ripe. So if, you, if you're fans of the C word, tune in in about... Uh, 
30, 35 minutes and uh, you'll be treated to a, <laughs> to a whole a whole panoply of words you didn't even know existed. <laughs> anyway, my week. Your well, week. How was your week, Simon? Well, it's funny, Sam, because they say that money doesn't grow on trees. But uh, I was walking along the other day. I was just walking around. Yeah. And uh, just, just walking around. And I, I saw a tree. Around. Yeah, I was just walking around. And I saw a tree and it had money growing on it. I couldn't believe it. I literally wow. couldn't believe it. Where was I mean, this? I, well, it was, uh, it was I, I mean, I don't really want to say the location, to be honest, but it was in oh, Hertfordshire, yeah. um, equidistant between Hitchin and Bulldog. So, you know, I, oh, okay. really, I don't really want to say anything more than that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was just extraordinary. I mean, it had, it had money, it literally it was a tree and it had money growing on it. I mean, it was just like, you know, sort of like five, ten pound, I'd say growing on it, it wasn't really growing on it, but you know, yeah. it had five and ten pound notes on it. And it was just, I mean, it was just amazing. I mean, you just, you know, you keep hearing that phrase, but you don't expect to actually you know, find it. Yeah, I mean, it was it was literally it was literally a tree. I mean, it was literally. Mm. I mean, it didn't have branches and stuff like that, but it was it was literally a tree. Well, it was more more like a kind of a building, but it literally had like five, ten, twenty pound notes all over it. It was it was just incredible. Just right on it. You could ju- yeah, you could just literally reach up. Well, you had to put your card in first, but you could literally once you put your card in first, literally it, it had like five and ten pound notes. Just coming out of nowhere. Coming out of it, yeah. I mean, it literally was. I mean, you know, you had to tap in your like your pin code and stuff, and then follow the instructions. But it still grew on the tree. But yeah, it literally was. It was literally, uh, it literally, and then the money came out the little shoot underneath once you got your card back by the roots. Yeah, that's right. And literally, it literally was a, um, it literally was a a tree that had (laughs) money growing on it. And that, that's um, you being very literal about the situation. Yeah, and they say that money doesn't grow on trees. Well, I, I think I've proved them wrong with that. I think, yeah. I thought you were going to say something about giving it to the birds and bees. Isn't no, because well, no, when, no, when you've got money out of a cash point, you don't obviously want to turn around and like give it away to people, do you? So you just you stick it in your wallet, don't you? And what use what use would birds and bees have with, with money other than nest making, I suppose they could use. Well it. that's but, right, yeah. Of I course mean, now with the with the nude like polymer notes that you probably wouldn't be any good for a nest. <laughs> I don't think so. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That was Simon's sideways look at money growing on trees. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Now I think that what we've got today, if I'm, if I look at this post-it in front of me, is oh. that we've we've done chat. Then it's yep. going to be quiz. Then it's going to be Simon's guide to money. Yeah. Then then post-its. Then it's going to be the interview. And there's a special thing that happens at the end of the interview, which we won't say. And then I think it's the Tisdale connection. That that sounds like the menu, doesn't it? Sounds today? like a good running order, a good set list. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, just for our fans out there who particularly want to know where we are at any point. So uh, today... We've today, got one listener, by the way. Yeah, we have. I know yeah. he entered the room and then left immediately afterwards. We didn't say tits. Um, no. He probably... did... He did, he did post a little follow me sign, a little thing said that we could follow him. What, follow him out of our podcast? Or was it you? Oh, no, you've posted that. Have I? Yeah, it says, follow me. Thank you for listening. Oh, well, I, Please I, follow you. I think I'll follow you then. 
Thank you. Yeah, that's all right. No worries. <laughs> right then. So where where are we at then? What are we up well, to then? Following on from that, we're going yeah. to do a quiz, um, and it's Sam's most expensive item quiz. Yeah. Mm, I've got a jingle. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, I've got a new instrument, so my jingles are going to sound a bit more melodica-ish today. Yeah, very, very steely span. I thought very steely span. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. So um, I'm down. With, I'm down with the span. So the sp- the span I'm down with the span. Yeah, are their fan base called Spanners? <laughs> it's a span base. The span base. <laughs> Fucking hell! That's what they're called. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what steely span's favourite dessert is? Go on. Spanner cotta. Oh, really? Yeah. And then for a main, they have span fritters. <laughs> they do, don't they? Well, we could have made an entire feature out of jokes about steel ice span, but anyway. We could. I'm um, sure you've got a quiz. They didn't see that coming because they've got steel eyes. That's Question right. one. Yes. What is Sainsbury's, the shop's most expensive wine? Red wine, that is. Is uh... it... Chateauneuf du Pape for £25, Barolo Reserva, £28, or Penfold's Cabernet for £26. Bearing in mind, I could be lying about the prices. Right. Um, That's Chateauneuf, Barolo, or Penfold's. Chateauneuf du Pape, I've heard that one before. Um, That's quite an expensive one, I think. And and Barolo Reserva. Yeah. I think that's Penfold's Cabernet. The Barolo Reserva doesn't sound like um, doesn't sound like much. Um, Penfolds they they I think they make uh, um, uh, port as well, don't they? Penfolds. I believe so. Isn't that an Australian um, uh, vineyard? I couldn't tell you, but I'm sure the interview later on might mention it. I'm going to go for the Chateau Neuf de Pape. And you'd be absolutely right. Well done. Yes, I yeah. know my red wine it, from Sainsbury's. It, it was twenty-five pounds. Wow, that's yeah. a lot of money for a red wine, I, isn't it? I would have shat an earth if I'd seen seen the price of that. Um, hold on a sec. Is is earth yeah. earth is French for egg, isn't it? Uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that joke made sense. Uh, <laughs> second, second question. Yes. What is the most expensive? liquid in the world this time not just sainsbury's in the world is it right. cobra venom horseshoe yeah. crab blood or scorpion venom wow um see it's not gold is it no not liquid gold no i would have said liquid gold um Dance yourself dizzy. You remember that? That was a banger, wasn't it? In the uh, in the I late seventies. D- I don't know that tune. Oh, we should totally play "Dance Yourself Dizzy" by Liquid Gold. That was we'll put, play fifteen seconds of it so we don't get a copyright claim on the YouTube. Yeah, no, we better, better need to be careful with that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so um, it was the what were they again? There was the do it real quick. <laughs> Cobra Venom, Horseshoe oh, yeah. Crab Blood, or Scorpion Venom. 
I think it's the I think it's the first one because it must be really hard to get cobra venom out of cobras. But with the other two, all you'd have to do is just to read them a sleepy time sort of story, and they'd all go off to sleep, and then you'd be able to get the stuff out of them. Well, I, so I think it's the first one. You were, you're wrong, Simon. I'm, oh, I'm sad no. to say. No, the, oh, the no. Cobra Venom was $153,000 per gallon. Yeah. The most expensive was the Scorpion Venom. Just pipped the Cobra Venom at the post uh, because yeah. it cost $39 million for a gallon of Scorpion Venom. And these aren't, these aren't in Sainsbury's? Uh, I, I don't, I've not seen them in Sainsbury's, but this is in the world in general. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. And that yeah, was the going... The going rate as of this morning. You said dollars, didn't you? So that would have made me think that it wasn't Sainsbury's. Oh, yeah. Maybe Walmart. Walmart, yeah. Walmart or um, Home Depot, as they call it. <laughs> or, or one of those. Or, or Costco, our official sponsors. Costco, our official sponsors, yeah. It's funny you said that. I was in Costco the other day. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, I picked up um, three... Uh, boxes of the Dolce Gusto uh, Americano for nine ninety nine, and that that had no VAT as well, so that was pretty good. Blimey, I, I'm jealous of you, and I'm certainly going to make my trip to the nearest Costco and use my membership card to get the most yeah. out of the deals they have on offer. Is it only thirty two pounds a year? I think to join Costco. I believe it's as little as £32 annually, but you do get a discount if you are a yeah. teacher or a nurse. Or, or I, It's I'm got not... to be a profession, hasn't it? So like doctor, yeah. dentist, nurse, prostitute, that kind of thing. So yeah. yeah. It has to be a profession. And it does. Obviously, that's the oldest profession, isn't it, being a nurse? Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I reckon there'll be a third question, won't there? Yeah, the third and final one, actually. I yeah. thought I'd keep this one sweet. Yeah, um, yeah. What's the most expensive hat in history out of these three hats? Go on, then. Charlie Chaplin's bowler hat. Yeah. Brent Black's Panama hat. Mm-hmm. Or Suggs from Madness's Fez. Who is Brent Black's pan? Who is Brent Black? I think he makes Panama hats. All right. <laughs> Um, I, I'm going to go for Charlie Chaplin because I don't think the Fez from Suggs is like, you know, I think anyone could get a Fez from Suggs, you know, and he gives them out, doesn't he? Does he? Um, yeah, and, and Brent, Brent Black, the man with the Panama hat, I think you've made that up, so I don't believe that's true. It's a real it? man. But... I think it's, no, it's not. It's Charlie Chaplin. He's a real man. He's a real man. When he's I think real of real man, yeah. men, I think Charlie Chaplin. Absolutely, yeah. He's a hard bastard, wasn't he, Charlie? Chaplin. He was a fucker, wasn't he? He um, was a cunt, yeah. That Charlie <laughs> It was his hat. It sold oh, I it thought it was. $62,000. I thought it would have gone for more than that. Yeah. It's almost worth buying it. What about Suggs's Fez? That was a tenner. That was a tenner. Yeah, he, sell, he sells them on the merch stand, signed. And... Oh, right, yeah. I thought a bit would have been on eBay. I don't know if he knows how to use eBay. I've not seen no. him list anything. And he hasn't uh, got any hands, has he? So that would, that would make him more no. Brent Black's Panama hats yeah. cost 25000 a piece. Wow. That's they're hand-woven, lot. ladies and gentlemen, and they're available from Brent Black's website. That's pretty good. What's the most you've ever, you've ever spent on a hat? Um... I don't know, it's probably like 
40 pounds maybe on a cap 40 pounds on a cap that's pretty good yeah what, what about you I, th- I i went to the calgary stampede um and i spent 50 dollars on a on a um on a hat one of those big cowboy hats it's black and it's got yeah. a gold trim around it how many um, gallons how many gallons i don't know really maybe maybe one or something a one gallon hat I've never filled it with anything before, apart from my head. So, if you if you were to fill it with a gallon of cobra venom, you would have a hundred and fifty three thousand dollars on yeah. your head wow. in liquid in a, in a one gallon hat. Wouldn't it kill you? Can it seeped into your eyes? Into your mind. Into your mind, yeah. Yeah. I don't want that to happen again. I don't want cobra venom in my mind again. Oh, it's a nightmare to get out. Yeah, but yeah, you would. You were telling me about your lovely hat, and I, I start, I went on a riff about venom. Yeah, nice. No, that's it about the hat. Uh, honestly, I've got nothing else. On Fifty that bucks hat. for a one gallon hat. Yeah, no, it's good. I can actually literally see it from where I am sitting at the moment. It's, it's... I, when I eventually visit the US of A, I really want some of those like nicely, nicely made leather cowboy boots. You know the ones, mm. uh, like with all the with all the lovely stitching and the panels and things. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. But they're quite expensive. They are, aren't they? Yeah. But um, yeah, no. It's um, if you go to Vancouver in Gastown, there's a shop that that sells um, hand stitched leather um, uh, cowboy boots. Have they got so, a website that I can use, or do they use eBay, or do I? It have has to go got there? a website actually. Yeah, it has got a website because I was um, I was looking for a couple of chaps online and uh, noticed it. <laughs> There you go. I think we've got the chaps joke. That's the second time we've managed to get a laugh out of the chaps joke. Yeah, yeah. Do you have to bend down to pick them up? Um, you bend down to pick up chaps? Only the lower ones. The other ones are on racks that are kind of at head height. So. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I missed that one completely. Thank you. I was, I was thinking, like, where's my horn? <laughs> you quite no. I don't know who sound. I can't. I can't really see from this remote distance. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lovely quiz by the way i really enjoyed yeah, oh yeah it was so i do a jingle for closure do the jingle to take us out yeah So cut that one short. We'll edit it in. Yeah, you edit it in, yeah. No, that was that was very good. Um should we have another feature now? Yeah, let's have another feature. Let's have another feature. So uh everyone, everyone who's listening, which is uh, no one. Uh, no wait. Well no wait, one wait, at wait, the wait. moment, no one at the live one. Noob yeah. has entered the room. Oh, has Noob come back again? Oh no, no, it's just us. Um, anyway, so this is going to be Simon's guide to money.
Okay, it's Simon's Guide to Money. So what you want to do is you want to get yourself a savings account. And that was my guide to money. Hey! I get free cinema tickets with my uh, with my savings account. Oh, do you really? Yeah, I, I get that too. Good advice. Use it a minute, yeah. Yeah. I know it's quite sh a quite a short feature, but it, it is pretty much it. Really, it's just, just that's all you need. So you need to savings account. Yeah, you don't need to fuck around with anything else, really. Could have gone with the gourmet society um, oh, membership, yeah. but uh, I went club, with it. That's Club Lloyd's, isn't it? That's right, yeah. Are you, are you got... Yeah. Oh, nice ones. Yeah, it's a good one, yeah, Club Lloyd's. Uh, it's about another 40 seconds for the um, jingle, so... That's all right. Yeah. You had a good week? Yeah, it's been all right. I can't complain. No, me neither. Yeah, I've just been mostly um, doing jingles, really. That's about it, really. Yeah, but this one sounds like, what was it done with, like, MIDI? MIDI keyboard and all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just I just downloaded it off the internet, like royalty free jingle. Oh right. Really, yeah. And then just I did the voiceover in Band Lab, so. so uh, oh, I use GarageBand. Do you? Yeah, I I like prefer Band Lab. It's more kind of it's better for like the collaborations and stuff. So it's nearly finished. Any minute now. Here we go. There we go, and that was Simon's Guide to Money. I hope, I hope you all enjoyed that. That was fascinating, wasn't it? Yeah, the savings account. Who'd have thought it? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, there you go then. So uh, what are we up to next then? Oh, I couldn't tell you because I don't have the set list. It's the post-its thing. Oh, the it's the post-its thing. Blimey. Post thing. Now, I've got an apology for our listeners. I've subjected you to that wannabe German uh synth band kind of intro to the post yeah. notes thing every time i edit the podcast I, I have to keep making the jingle smaller so that it will fit in mm. i think it was a whopping minute and a half which i think is just too fucking long for a jingle it is that's far too long for a jingle yeah isn't it? especially if you played it twice at the start and at the end yeah absolutely so uh i i shortened my jingle um shortened my jingle right down so that we had time for simon's jingles but that's fine <laughs> i've i'll play the jingle now the new upgraded one here we go people send in emails about simon's past and most of them involve a post-it note that one um that one mm, came in nice. at 14 seconds um just well, that's so much better isn't it well, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll ask the fans. Um, yeah. Right. We've received an email. Uh, they've used live.com as their email host, which is an interesting one, isn't it, Simon? Yeah, I've not heard that one before. Is that one of these new crazy ones they have? I think, I think it was uh, about eight years ago where uh, where MSN Messenger changed to Windows Live Messenger and it was uh, your emails were at live.com rather than Hotmail. But um, mm. yeah. Patio Heater has uh, emailed in the following. Simon, my, my legal team handled the will of your rich great uncle in the 1980s when you were living in Long Island. I remember it well because when he passed away, we discovered his last will and testament had come with a caveat. 
As his youngest relative, it stated that in order to have access to his hundreds of millions, you had one day to spend an entire million without betting or giving any of it away. You purchased several used cars within the first hour and the relevant insurance policy so that you could drive them home. But as the day went on, you were struggling to make high price purchases. In the end, you went to a tailor's and used your Mark II Ford Capri to get there and purchase some designer suits to make up the last 100,000. After saying that you were interested in several suits and a Morris dancing outfit, the cashier asked if you were paying by card, but as stated by the rules, it had to be a cash purchase. Well, you handed over the dough, and with your suit bags and Morris baton in hand, you fast-paced your way out of that door. The cashier smelled a rat immediately and said, Excuse me, sir, can you come back? I appear to have received a counterfeit banknote. So you dashed away sharpish and said, A big fuck you to you, sir. Those aren't banknotes, they're my green post-it notes. <laughs> and you never got the hundreds of millions off your great uncle because you just couldn't fucking help yourself. That was Patty O'Heater. Is, is Patty uh, Irish? I'm not sure. I think she's from Long... Yeah, she'd be from Long Island. I don't know if there's an Irish community there. Uh, they're one of the uh, Long Island O'Heaters, I think. Yeah. Well... There's my post-its. Um, I've only actually got about four or five left in this pack. Of the I green ones? Uh, no, these are orange ones, actually, but I've oh, got okay. a brand-new pack within touching distance. So, um, What colour? So, uh, well, they're green, yellow, uh, um, kind of fuchsia colour, and then orange. So, um, yeah. It's a lovely range. So it, it would seem that you've used up all the green ones in your current pad. That would, that would yes. maybe prove that this story is truthful. Well... I have to say, it is indeed true. It's true. But for one small detail. Oh, no. What's the one detail they got it wrong? Wasn't, it wasn't a Mark II uh, Capri. It was a Ford Cortina Crusader Estate. Oh. Yeah. It was a 1986 Crusader Estate with a gear interior in brown. So, um, Bloody yeah. hell, Every, went for the gear and, interior. And, yeah, everything else was true. Everything else was true. Blimey. So, yeah, I would have gone for the gear interior because that's the upmarket one, isn't it? Because it costs oh, more, doesn't it? Was it leatherette? No, it wasn't leatherette. No, it was uh, It was um, sort of like beautiful kind of material foam. It kind of like uh, orange and brown stripes. It was really lush inside. Really and, nice. Uh, yeah, and, and you could get so much in a in a Crusader estate. I mean, it was, you know, it was huge. It was like a tank. So, for instance, yeah. if, you were, if you were to try and bring back, like, some drywall from the DIY shop, would, would you need a roof rack or would you just be able to fit it straight in? You could get the whole lot in the back. It was That's incredible. a fucking spacious vehicle. Yeah, I put a piano in it once. Really? Yeah, I didn't need to. I just put one in there to see yeah. if I could it get one in there. Wasn't on the list of optional extras. No, it, uh, it it wasn't it wasn't key. God, that was fucking loud, wasn't it? As I still had it on the same setting from the jingle booms. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but uh, it's all true, all true about Long Island and uh, and and the will and the post its and the, and the wow. fuck you and everything. Yeah, all true. So there you go. Did they base Brewster's millions on you? They did indeed, yeah. Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy and um, <laughs> Gore Vidal all came to me and said, Simon, can we use your story for Brewster's millions? And I said, yeah, very much so, Gore. That was charitable, and, isn't it? Uh, 
It was, yeah. And uh, James Baldwin was there and Dorothy Barker. And all of them <clears throat> said, could we, because they were all the script writers, and they said, yeah, can we use it? And I said, yeah. Go on then. Go on then, yeah. And so, yeah, it was it was all nice. It was all nice. good in the end. So That's a lovely, lovely insight into Simon's past there. Yeah. And Dorothy Thank you, Parker. Patio Heater. Dorothy Parker was lovely. You know, she was a, she was an absolute, uh, she was an absolute dream to be honest. Do you know what my favorite Dorothy Parker quote is? No, I don't, but you're going to tell me now. I am. Yeah. So basically, uh, you remember Norman Mailer? He was, he was, uh, one of the guests on one of our previous episodes. Yeah. Um, he wrote a novel called the naked and the dead, which was about the U S army. Um, and, um, and basically all the Navy, I can't remember, but sounds a bit deep. Yeah, he didn't really want, uh, she didn't, um, sorry, he didn't really want to put uh, swear words in it. So instead of the word fuck, he put the word fug, F-U-G, in instead. Oh. So all, all of his characters were saying, hey, fug you, and so on. So when uh, Norman Mailer was introduced to Dorothy Parker um, at a party, she said, oh, yes, you're the man that can't spell fuck. <laughs> Which I thought was good old Dorothy. She, you know. Classic. Yeah, classic we'll, Dorothy. That we'll see from those from those foul-mouthed Australians if they make reference to that as well. Absolutely, yes. Do you think we're ready to play this interview? Are we? I, th- I think we. I think we are. Yeah, because uh, we've done post its and now on. The, oh yeah. Yeah, it says interview. We literally are ready for the interview now. Okay, and you've are got you the ready? jingle ready for that one. I've, I've got the jingle. Yep. So just give me a second while I play that, and then I think as soon as the jingle finishes, we're right into it. And we'll just hit play on that recording of their C because we we've got like a long long range antenna now. Yeah, we can. So we can. There. We can hear everything. Absolutely, yeah. Are you ready for this, then? I'm ready. Here we go, right. Here we go. This is an interview between two Australians. They are both gold prospectors. There's a good chance that they will use some language that is offensive to many of you. We're very sorry that you have to listen to the language that they use, but we can't change that language. That's what they say, and that's all there is to it. All right, there. Anyone out there on the road? All right then, mate. How's it going then? How's it going? I'm just trying to find me free sound little uh, uh, loop to play while we're talking. I think this is it. Oh, that's all right, mate. As long as we both keep on trucking. Yeah, 10-4 for a copy, mate. Right back at you, sunshine. What's your uh, handle? What's my handle? My handle's alligator, mate. 10-2. Oh, 14 to 1, mate. My handle for good wallaby. Oh, good wallaby. Um, well, what's your 20, good wallaby? Oh, I'm just out here on the road, mate, just kicking back right in my hootie honker straight down the free whistle. Ah, you fucking galah. I'm just driving around, mate, just driving around Darwin, going up the Northwest Territory, mate, you know? Shipping just... gold, I bet. I bet I'm shipping gold, you fuck toy. No, I'm just going driving about, mate, looking for places to prospect and... You know, making oh, your fucking deliveries, yeah, yeah, blunder fuck. I've got a vajazzler of a claim that I've just st- stuck staked. Well, fuckaroo surprise, mate. Yeah, man, I, I've got this new gold metal detector, right? And it, ah, uh, yeah, a funny story. It took me straight to a record shop. So I thought, oh, it's just picking up the gold discs. Turned yeah. out it was a Spandau Ballet record. Nah, buggeroo Benzai, mate. Would you, would you fucking behonkle it? 
Yeah, fuck, yeah, fuck, bugger, mate. Oh, I don't God. know. I think you're yanking me chain, mate, with it. I think oh, I can't believe that, you know. I tell, I tell you what else I was do, doing, what, doing there, alligator. What were you doing there, good wallaby, mate? After I go ten four two for one on that one. Um, oh yeah. I was I was digging a hole out the back of my caravan spot, mate, on the yeah. new line, and I found a chest full of gold. Right, it was about gold coins. It was six foot down in the hole. No, up. no. I oh, shit you fuck. And then yeah. I, I was about to run in and tell my wife, but then I remembered why I was digging a six foot hole in the first place. <laughs> oh no, fuck a like a ding dong, mate. Ah oh, shit, oh, truth on a straw placemat, mate. I don't know, that sounds like a tall story to me, you fuck bugger. Shit, shit on a slate place, Matt, mate. I'll bet on that, sunshiner. That, that sounds like as much use as a pair of tits in a monkey suit, mate. <laughs> what have you been prospecting recently? Well, well yeah, yeah, fuck. What I've been doing, mate, is I've been panning the Yabby Creek up near Darwin. You know, oh, nice, of, nice. Oh, yeah, because of the alluvial sediments, mate. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, and basically, right, I was panning right in, 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 the, in the creek, in the Yabby Creek. Right? In the Yabby Creek. In the Yabby fucking creek, mate, right? And I held the pan, you know, because I, I was panning, mate, and I held me pan right up to me face. And do you know right. what I found in there? What'd you get in there? What'd you, you know get what in I there? found in there, mate? I found a huge shark. A huge shark. It was huge, mate. It was a fucking huge shark. I thought to myself, what the Falconio leaves is going on here, mate? Do you know what I mean? Blimey. It was I huge. And do you know what I did to it? What'd you do to it? Punched oh, it pun- I punched it in the face, mate. Do you know what? Right in the face. Right in the And do you know what? What happened? It's now my wife, mate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, mate. Oh, sharks. Oh, yeah. When you root a shark, mate. Oh, it's tight as a tits in a tumbler, mate. I'll tell you that, mate. Ah. Oh. Mate, they say sharks are the most dangerous animals on the planet, mate, but I don't even think they're the most dangerous animals in the fucking Yabby Creek in Darwin. <laughs> no, mate. I see what you've done there, mate. Yeah, fuck toy. Oh, you shit tit. Oh man, I was. It reminds me of when I found a couple of couple of sharks nesting in my my fifty inch duplex gold ruffling jig, basically as a conservation yeah. unit. It's got a capacity of fifty six tons or thirty seven cubic yards of solid materials passing through it per hour, using a water consumption of a uh, one hundred and fifty to three hundred gallons, mate. And if that was fucking gallons of scorpion venom, I'd be a rich man. Ah, oh, well, that's as, that sounds like it's as easy as giving a swift wristy to a twisty fish, mate. <laughs> it sure is, sunshine, cunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, the thing is about the duplex gold jig is that the gold recovery yeah. is accomplished via gravity separation, which fucking works extremely well because gold has a huge specific gravity. Oh, of it does, mate. 19 gravity. Ah, well, uh, right, yeah. I tell you, careful, mate. Not, yeah. half, not even half the gravity. I tell you, it must be as easy as rooting a kangaroo with lubed up rhubarb, mate. Oh, mate, I've been slipping a slippery one up the rhubarb for, for many a year, mate. Been giving it a fair fuck of the sab, mate. I reckon so there, mate, you fuck. Oh, don't be a toss prick. <laughs> you don't be a Darrow drinking Drano out of a dunny, mate. 
<laughs> you know what well, you are, mate. You're as dumb as a Dingo's debt tape recorder. <laughs> Bloody hell, mate. The only 4X you've seen isn't isn't Castle Main. It's a 4XL shirt on your back, you fat trucking fuck. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, you bango bushing bogan in brogues, mate. Oh, no, mate. Well, I, I tell you what, I tell you what, mate. Ah, yeah, I tell you what, mate. I knew this bloke. He was so tight. He was as tight as a prosy signed copy of Laura Mulvey's Visual and Other Pleasures, mate. I tell you. I knew a man who was so tight. <laughs> I've forgotten the fucking joke now. It was one you did the other week, Simon. No, uh, you know, you know what you are, mate. You're as dumb as a busload of dickard drongos, mate. That's what you are. I can't keep up with this, mate. <laughs> you know, I've moved the I've moved the fan into the other room, and I'm sweating up a steamer in my squat pants. Ah, uh, mate. Ah, uh, you sound like you're as pissed as a spider on Dunny Patrol, mate. Anyway, I've got another anecdote for you, right? I was uh, I was doing some more panning, right? And I, uh, I I hit a vein in the Boomer Banker Creek up near Darwin. Yeah, Shit. I know. Fuck yeah, mate. I was digging a coyote hole and I hit a vein. Uh, but my case comes up on Tuesday. Um, Get that Dixie anyway, horn on the hit that horn on your truck. I should do, mate. I, I don't know where my horn is at the moment. It's gone temporarily. I'm, hey, I'm used, using pull, that. Pull your cord, mate. That's yeah. gets my horn going. Do, yeah. Anyway, so basically, I was. Uh, Sorry, mate, I was just getting at me uh, lorry for a second. Um, So, yeah, I was digging this coyote hole, right? And uh, basically, uh, I hit this vein. Yeah, I I hit this vein, right? And I saw the ghost of old Soapy Smith coming up, right? Not Soapy Smith of Crickson Creek. Yeah, and, and he pointed a bony finger to the other shoreline, mate. So what I did, right, was I waded through the river, and I tell you what, mate, it was as wet as a fuck-drunk fanny, mate. I tell you that, right? right. Yeah, I know. And I got it's to the wet. other. Yeah, that's wet, mate. Yeah, and I got to the other side of the uh, of the of the of the creek, right? And I dug down into the gravel, and do you know what I found? I don't know, mate. You're gonna tell me. Yeah, I found fuck all, mate. Oh. I'll tell you what, though, it was a good wade. It was a, I had a good wade, definitely. A good trudging yeah. wade through that. Yeah, I bug, buggered the fuck out the fucking bugger, mate, but there's nothing no. going on there. So, yeah, it was like it was like a wombat wanking in a wicker chair, mate. That's Working your way through it like you were pounding a possum's pomney. Ah, you fuck, yeah, it's pretty much so, yeah. It's like a dingo's dick in a deep fat fry, mate, I'll tell you. Slippery sausages. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, like a cunt in a quiche, mate, I'll tell you, mate. That was what it was like. Oh, you, dear. You fuck. You... <laughs> oh, mate, wank off a wallaby, man. After my heart goes oh, out Go GFY yourself, you fucking cunt, mate, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much I've done all the list in front of me of all the swearing. So uh, I don't know where we're going to go from I've here. Done, I've done my gold jokes, mate. I'm just going out of range on, on the Citizen Band radio, mate, so I'll have to call you back. Yeah. I'll tell you what, mate, do you want to sing a song? Go on, then. Well, i tell you what, seeing as the theme of this week's episode is, uh, is money, I thought it'd be pretty good if we were to sing that uh, classic Abba, Abba song, Money, money, money. Yeah, let's do it, mate. Do you feel like having a go at it, mate? Pop it on the radio. I will do, yeah. I will do, you fucking galah, you fucking Danny Minogue's head. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Kylie's kangaroo cunt. 
Yeah, that too, mate. Here we go, then. Yeah. There we go. Money, money, fucking money. Are you ready? I'm going to hear it loud and clear. I'll work all day, all night, and fucking pay the bills I have to pay. Ain't it sad? Ain't it sad, yeah? And still, there never seems to be a single fucking penny left for me, you cunt. You galah, you fucking galah. That's too bad. That's too bad, Rick. In my dreams, I have a fucking plan, you cunt. If I got me a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work at all. Yeah. I wouldn't have to work at all all day. I'd fool around and have a fucking ball, you cunt. Fool around with it, galah, you fuckaroo. Oh, here we go, it's the chorus. Money, 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 must be fucking funny, you got in a rich man's world, you got money, money, fucking money, always sunny, in a rich man's world, you fucking got ah, 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 all the things I could do, if I had a little money or some gold, mate, hit a vein in some alluvial segments, mate. Yeah, yeah. 10-4 for a breaker. Start seeing quartz make it golden. Yeah, second verse, mate. A man like that is hard to find, but I can't get him off his mind. Fucking cut. Ain't it sad? Ain't it sad, mate? It's yeah? sad, mate. Good wallaby. It's a sad day, isn't it, when you can't it get, you know, you can't get a rich man. Yeah, that's too bad. So I must leave. Oh, I'll have to go, it says here in front of me. To Las Vegas. Or to Woomalarola, wherever that is, mate. And my life will never be the same. I'm just reading it off the uh, off the screen in front of me. Money, money, fucking money, money, mate. Must be fucking funny. Must be. Oh, in no. a rich man's world. And I'm never telling you that for nothing, mate. You great galah. Money, money, money. It's free. Always sunny. In a home and away world, mate. Yeah. Remember Rebecca Elmaloglu? Do you remember when I she do, man. read and she went into the surf club and she was like trying to put the lights on and she electrocuted herself? I, I remember know. watching Neighbours, man. Uh, Neighbours, I was a home and away man myself, to be honest. Paul Sullivan, so he used to love, oh, chorus, money, money. Money, 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 money. Must be fucking funny. In your rich in man's world. Yeah, you money, money. world, mate. i tell you what, I wasn't implicated in the Falconio Leeds case, mate. None of my prints were on anything, even the kangaroo. Nice work. Nice work if you can get it, mate. All the things I could do if I had a little bit of fucking money. If you I, had had a bit of money. If it's a rich man's money. world. If I had a money. it's a rich man's world. If oh, yeah. It's fucking a rich man's money. world. It's a fucking rich man's world. Yeah, fuck. There we go. <laughs> well, that was worse than three and a half minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a good. It was good fun. It was kind of like that jingle I heard Simon do. <laughs> it was a bit. Shall I play the jingle? Three and a half minutes of fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Shall I take us out of this one then? Take me out, please. Put me out. Well, ten, two, four for a copy. They're great. Well, be. I'll That's see you out. Flag ninety nine for time. you. Maybe we'll right. do some panning together. Bye for now. See you soon.
Wow, what an interesting uh, um, interview that was, hey? I was on Urban Dictionary trying to keep up with all of those terms to see what the fuck they were on about, but I hadn't a clue. I you, know. It had a vaguely improvisational feel to it. It did, didn't it? Yeah, it did sound like the two of them were unfamiliar, both with their accents and the material they were they were um, using. Oh, what was coming up? Yeah, what was coming up? Or the concept of gold digging, or um, <laughs> or, or or driving a truck or CB? Yeah, it was but, almost you know, as I mean, it had like a, a, a one gallon hat's worth of venom poured in and seeped into their minds at at one point. It did, didn't it? But it was such dreadful language. I mean, you know, in, in today's... Fucking vibe. Takes a real cunt to do that. It's not the kind of language that Ashley Tisdale would use, certainly. It's not. And I tell you what, Ashley Tisdale's got some great links to money. So Has she really? That's a wonderful link. I'm going to play you the Tisdale connect... Well, wait a minute. What for... uh, Bear with. Okay. That's not it. All right. All right. Bloody hell. Post-its. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Tisdale connection. It's the Tisdale connection. Oh, it's the connection between the Tisdale. You just made that up, didn't you? No, pre-recorded. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, then. What is, the t- what is the Tisdale connection to money, as if I couldn't work that one out? Well... Tisdale, I've done my research, Simon, and Tisdale, yeah. actually Tisdale this is, not, not yeah. who does the DIY for her. Um, mm-hmm. She was paid $30,000 per episode of Hellcats, and I've never heard of it. Have you? Hell what? Hellcats. Apparently she did a show called Hellcats, got paid thirty grand an episode for it. Really? I've never oh, heard of it. I'm going to look it up. Hellcats. It must be good. And she got paid how much? 30k per episode. Uh, how long are the episodes? Um, let me have a look. Uh, Hellcats. Savannah Moore. Uh, where are we? Um, no, wait a minute. Uh, it's an American cheerleading comedy series that originally aired on the CW, whatever that is, in the United States. Based on the book Cheer, uh, it, it focuses on the lives of uh cheerleaders this basically yeah. sounds like her high school musical role then it does doesn't it yeah and and she played um savannah monroe the captain of the hellcats who's described as peppy and petite with a fierce intensity wow she initially clashes with marty but realizes that she's the godsend the hellcats need to win the championship she votes for marty when the team has auditions for a new flyer However, she descends into a heroine hell and dies in the third episode of Shit. an overdose. Yeah. Oh, 30k wow. an episode, and then they write yeah. her out. No, apparently she comes back, but just as a corpse. So, oh, okay. And and the, like you the, as a prop during the cheer shows. Yes, that's right. And so and so basically, over the two series, she gradually de- decomposes in the corner of the room, um, oh, and wow. the other characters kind of sit there in silence. Um, trying to avoid the smell. So, wow. Blimey. Mm. Sounds like quite an arty thing, actually. Uh, initially, I thought she was being typecast, but then it, yeah. it um, took, a, took a dark turn. Well, well that's her range, isn't it? You know, that she can be, she can do kind of peppy and petite with a fierce intensity, 
and dead. So and rotting. Like, yeah, and rotting. Yeah, well, <laughs> rotting. I mean, that's a lot of people can be dead, but they can't rot. You know. So she's uh, she she does. Yeah, that's yeah, that's really interesting. I didn't know actually Tisdale would be connected in any way, shape, or form with money. But uh, well, I've got another Tisdale connection. She, no. she, oh yeah, this is a, is a bumper crop of Tisdale connections today. Christ. She purchased a two and a half million dollar home in Studio City, California, in yeah. um, 2016, and yeah. sold it a year later for a tidy hundred and sixty thousand dollar profit. Good God! Now, I, I don't know. I don't know about you, but that's what I call shrewd property management. Absolutely. Um, hold on a minute. I'm holding. Ashley Tisdale has a net worth of $10 million or one Bugatti concept car or 2,657,207 UK. Wait a minute, I'll read that number again. Or 200 or 2,657,207 UK Tesco meal deals using today's current exchange rate. Mm. Ashley stands at a height of five feet and two inches. That's 42,858 UK meal deals per inch of her height based on her net worth. Wow. Do you think she eats Tesco meal deals? Uh, maybe when she's over here. I mean, I think what she probably has them sent over, doesn't she? She probably has like a, a hotline to Tesco when they say we've got a new meal deal and she asks for it to be FedExed straight over to her. That's what the Fed stands for, doesn't it? Like when, when like they, it's just a, started off as a food delivery thing, like Deliveroo or Just Eat. Yeah. Oh, Just Eat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just now, Eat. Now, I'm a big fan of the UK, um, UK uh, Tesco meal deal. Yeah. I tend to go for, now I used, I used, when I was money crazy and a young man, I used to go for the smoothies because they're £2.50 each. Yeah. And the meal deal is only £3. So in my head, I was getting the sandwich and the crisps for 50p mm. but i've grown as a human being and i don't go for that now i don't go for sheer expense i go for what i'm interested in flavor wise um yeah. so that's just a bottle of full fat coca-cola um mm. i go for a wrap the spicy bean wrap and oh, yeah. perhaps like a packet of quavers yeah have you got a favorite meal deal yeah the one i like is that you can get a sandwich this is all for about three pounds 70 i think you can get a sandwich so it's not a Tesco meal deal then? No, no, it's not. No, it's, it's the Sainsbury's one. So you can get a sandwich, you know, anything you like, tuna mayonnaise or, you know, prawn cocktail yeah. or whatever. Um, a bag of crisps, like a 50 gram, like grab bag one. You get a drink and you get a little twisty bag of, of uh, heroin with it as well. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, for £3.70, I mean, I have to say that the, the drink is a bit overpriced, but, you know, because I mean, the other two... But the, her the price of the, the street value of the heroin would make up for the rest of the well, meal deal. Yeah, because the thing is, you, I mean, you could inject it or you could or you could just try and sell it, you know. So the thing is, it's Sainsbury's have, have given you that opportunity to, mm. to, you know, to either make some money, which is pretty good, or, or obviously to sink into a, a heroin-induced coma um uh, well obviously after you've eaten the sandwiches the crisps and, and had the drink so yeah you shouldn't take heroin on an empty stomach no you shouldn't because that's really bad for you because you can get cramps and you know and, and like swimming after eating is always a bad idea but yeah i mean 
I think Sainsbury's are pretty good like that because they know that people like to take, um, you know, intra intravenously to inject themselves with drugs. So I think well, it, it doesn't yeah. just go for their drugs. I mean, it's the same for their twenty-five pounds a bottle Chateauneuf du Pape. I mean, you could sell mm. that on after a few years, um, wait for the value to increase as it becomes a vintage, or yeah. you could just inject it straight into your fucking eyes. You could do, yeah, that's right. I mean, they're they're very good like that because it, it says that on the on the on the bottle, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, best right? best served chilled and injected into your eyeball. I mean, the, yeah, that is pretty good. The the other thing, of course, you can do with a bottle of Chateau Neuf de Pap is you can smash it on a wall and then glass somebody with it as well. Um, and that's another thing I think Sainsbury's are very keen on people doing is to use it as a weapon. Well, it's recycling, isn't it? You've used, you've drunk, you've drunk the the wine, yeah. and you're recycling the bottle. Well, that's the thing is, I mean, a lot of people might get sort of knives and like, you know, throwing stars and stuff and, and whatever online. But the thing about Sainsbury's is that they're aware that there's a market there. And so, mm -hmm. of course, what they do is they, they say, yeah, you know, buy our glass products. Uh, they're a weapon as well. You know, you can glass somebody, you know, in, 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 the, in the neck and, and you could take down anyone with, with that kind of weapon. So... I mean, that's that's really good as Sainsbury's to think that, particularly in the current day and age, you know. Yeah, yeah. with with all of these, uh, what are they calling it now? They're not calling them riots anymore, are they? What are they what are they called a, a rumpus or some, something calm? I think they're just calling them the police, aren't they? Um, <laughs> yeah, see what I did there. But yeah, no, I mean, the thing is that you need to be prepared, don't you? If, Pardon? If, if, if if you're if you're walking along and and or you're driving and a police officer stops you, then quite clearly you need to be able to defend yourself, don't you? Because uh, yeah. you know you, you have no idea what they're going to throw at you. So, they're the biggest yeah. gang in the country. They are the biggest gang in the country. They are um they are the they're like a kind of a militia, aren't they? They're a, they're a well organised militia. Yeah. Um, and that's why they have guns, you see, because they're a well organised militia, you see. So. Uh, in, in our constitution that we have in this country, we allow people to have guns if they're a well-organised militia. So. Well, I, I've, I've only ever seen them with guns in the UK at the, uh, up, up the airport. Up the airport, yeah. Is it, I, isn't that, is that a, a film with, um, what's his name, the uh, greyhead fellow? No, that's Airplane. Airplane, yeah. No, what's his name? Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen, yeah, that's right. Uh, no, they're, they're, at the, um, they're at the airport to shoot the planes down. Yeah, you know, just in uh, case. Uh, just in I case. thought it was to uh, to shoot anyone who looked suspicious. No, it's to shoot any suspicious planes out the sky. So uh, you know, they uh, they they look up. They, if they see a plane they don't like, they just shoot it out the sky. Shoot the engines out, and then it yeah. it crashes. This is this is a strange but true story. A man in Japan. It's absolutely true, not bollocks. A man in Japan. He'd heard that it was good luck to throw coins into wells. Yeah. So when he was getting on his first flight, he's a little old man. When he was getting on his first jet jet flight, he threw a coin into the engine for good luck, like you would a well, and um, it fucked the engine up, and he got into a lot of trouble for it. I do remember hearing that on the news. Yeah, no, I think um, I think no, I think that's fair enough. I think you know if that if he thinks it's going to bring him good luck, then why not? You know. Well, with these like wishing wells, I always thought of a workaround, and this, this mm. is genuine. I never did this, I want to say that for the record, but I did yeah. think as a, a way around the system because I used to just look at all the shiny coins at the bottom of like the fountain or the well and think, like, oh, God, how much money is there? Like, mm. oh, it's just right there within. But then there's the moral thing that says, oh, someone's used that to make their wish. So what yeah. I thought I could do to get around it was if mm. I like, 
chucked in like a 50p investment so that my wish was really likely to come true i would wish for i wish i had all the money in this fountain or in this mm. charity well set up outside the hospital yeah. and then i could quite easily just take it all and say well that's what i wished for that's that's a really good uh, philosophy i think uh, i i would i would definitely try that one out I was only about 10 and if you if you've uh, I don't know if it's still there in the list but as you're walking straight in there is like a fake well for the for the hospital charity that I thought I could um I could I could end up grids in here. Well don't you think hospitals have enough money as it is? I mean really, you know, they they don't, you know, they they get everything for free. They have enough money, don't they? I mean, they never yeah. have, do they? Um but you know, all that clapping for nurses, do you know what I mean? I clapped for a nurse, no no nurses came round. You know what I mean? I was out there for like half an hour clapping on those Thursday nights and none of them came round, so I don't know what the point was in yeah. that. Yeah, don't call 999, just clap. Yeah. Like I, thought, well, I thought a nurse would come round, you know, Thursday night, you want to, you fancy a nurse, clap and clap and nothing comes round, do you know what I mean? It's just, what's the point? It's just rudeness. It's They're too busy just... getting paid loads. Well, they are, aren't they? And it's funny you should say that about fountains because uh, I was in Rome, that Rome. You know that Rome they have? I was in from Rome, the films. From the films, they have that Rome, don't they? And I was, yeah, driving, yeah. I was driving around uh, Rome, driving around, and I saw... Um, I was just driving around. I wasn't doing much. didn't do nothing, just driving around. And uh, I saw that Trevi fountain, right? And I saw yeah. that, they, that people were throwing coins into the Trevi fountain. And I thought, wow, obviously you know, that's a good way of getting money. So what I did was I um, I got I got some water. I went round the shop, went uh, just driving around. I went round to the shops and got yeah. like a load of water. Yeah. And then I laid on my back and uh, and I, I in my in my belly button, which is an innie, right? What I did yeah. was I, I just put I, I exposed my my belly, right? And I put some water in my belly button and just lay there. Um, you know Oh in disguise. Yeah, just to see if anyone thought I was a fountain, you know, and uh, I did I did add a bit of a piss, you know, just so people think I was yeah. a feature. And I laid on me back, you know, and I did I, I, I got I got a couple of quid, you know, I got a couple of quid out of it, but you know, most of the time people were just really kind of scared and and, and chill you know, like shielding their kids' like, eyes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I, I mean, I thought it's fair enough, you know, because if, if the Trevi Fountain gets to get money, why can't I lay on my back, you know, naked? Doing a pretty good stuff? impression of it by, by the sounds of things. Yeah, you know, with the with the with the belly button with the water in it. Not a lot of water, you know, only about like a like a shot glass full of water, but you know. <laughs> and then and then pissing over myself a few times, you know, just to get some money. I mean <laughs> That that is that's the theme tune to that piece of the the podcast, isn't it? Yeah. I I was trying to do Dixie Horn, but I've got no idea how to play it, so I guessed, and it was pretty pretty good. That was more like the sort of nineteen fifties um, American sort of snappy comedy music, and that's the sort of the linking music between one scene and another, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, I think it was in a minor key as well, so it sort of seemed a bit sad and oppressive. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, yeah, no, that was that was very good. I like that. I should get my melodica out as well. We should have a melodica off. <laughs> a melodica off. Yeah, maybe we could do that next episode. That we could be the it. name of like the the moody Russian drama that we do. Melodica off. Melodica off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> he was a he was a Russian uh, detective solving crime with just his melodica and uh, and a belly button full of piss. <laughs> button full of piss, yeah. Hello, I've come to arrest you with my belly button full of piss. You you will not resist, or my accent will kill you. <laughs> oh, my accent will kill you. <laughs> I thought those Australian accents were pretty good, weren't they? Yeah, those blokes. Dipped in and out. It was certainly better than the last few weeks' accents. Yeah, I think I think that this episode definitely uh, it moved up in the in the accent uh, yeah. uh, league table of podcasts, isn't it? And we've um, now established that we can both sort of do Russian. We have, yeah. So that bodes well, doesn't it, for a future podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows what the next one will be about? <laughs> yeah, um, I think I've got a good idea. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that all worked very well, didn't it? And uh, it's that sort of grey area now, isn't it? Where are we still doing a podcast or are we not? Yeah, it's, well, what I did the other time uh, was mm. when, uh, for the last episode when I was editing it, um, yeah. we, we just sort of went off into a chat. So I faded it down and just played the Sacred Cow tune, the theme. Yeah, no, I, I like the idea that it fades out. Old MacDonald yeah, had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. Sacred cow. E-I-E-I-O.